Hebrews chapter 10, beginning at verse 35. Hallelujah. Cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. Verse 36. Hallelujah. Amen. For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. Verse 37. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Folks, listen, that's about as matter of fact, that's about as direct as it can get. Cast not away. Saw something different in that that I've never seen before. It seems like Paul, if he was the writer, and most people think he was the writer of Hebrews, he didn't say, don't let it slip away. Don't let it just kind of, you know, trickle. No, no, no. He's, apparently, people were doing some really, really horrible, dumb things. He said, cast not away. Therefore, your confidence. Don't throw it away. Don't just toss it. I think folks, I think the actions of some folks, Brother Green, I believe in God's eyes, and of course the Bible said holy men of God spake as they were moved upon by the Holy Ghost. This is what was happening here. This was a moving of the Spirit, and he used that word cast, which means to toss or throw. There's, there's people who are acting in a way that God sees it, they're taking, their, they're taking their faith. That's what confidence is here. They're taking their confidence and their faith and they're actually throwing it down and throwing it away. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's, um, let's pray about this one more time, all right? I don't really know what I'm gonna do. I do have some notes and I don't know if I'm gonna stay with this or not, but, but just let's pray for the leading of the Lord. How about it? Would you just pray with me together? In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for what you've already done. Amen. God, it's a work of the Spirit that's moving among us right now. We accept that, we receive that, but God, we don't think you're done. In Jesus' name, keep us open, Lord. Help us to keep our spirit, our mind, our heart open in the name of Jesus, that you might finish this work, amen, in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. You may be seated. God bless you. Amen. One translation said, do not lose your boldness when it, amen, on verse 10. Cast not away, or not verse 10, but verse 35. Amen. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence. Do not lose your boldness. Amen. Amen. Which has great recompense. There's a reward coming if you don't throw it down. There's a blessing coming. Amen. One translation said vast reward, rich reward. You know what? This is not popular, but, you know, hanging in there, standing your ground. Amen. Staying with the ship. It has something to do with our blessings coming. The be not weary in well-doing, for in due season 
Not every day. You know, some folks have never learned how to, to, to go through the dry seasons, to make it through, amen, and be faithful and loyal when we're not swinging off the chandeliers, so to speak, when, when the service just kind of levels out. Nothing really spiritual or nothing really outstanding happening. The preacher's not really preaching the dynamic message that we've heard before. Amen. Listen, if you'll just stay, if you'll just hang in there, if you'll just be faithful, and I'm going to throw in loyal, amen, during these dry seasons, that's what we call them, during these times when we just level out and we just kind of seem to go through them. Let me tell you, folks, listen, every time we get together, God's doing a work. Every time we come together in church and we begin to sing and worship, don't, don't you ever drive away from this place feeling like God did nothing today. No, always there's things that you can't see. Amen. There's things that you can't hear. There's things that are never spoken or never said. Just the fact that you're faithful, amen, enough to get to the house of the Lord God is going to do something for you in that service or in that meeting. Anybody believe that here? Hallelujah. Amen. But verse 37, for, he said, for yet a little while. It refers to a little space or a little time. I know when we read the scripture, it looks like that there was just everyday occasions, there was miracles. Really, it wasn't that way, all right? But, but we take it that way, and so we get disappointed, you know, when it's just not just jumping all around us and, and our hair on the back of our necks not standing up about with every song and every... Listen, let's just accept the fact that through faith, things are taking place. God's helping us get the work done. We are getting our victory by claiming it in Jesus' name and just standing our ground. Amen. So this little while, he said, but he said he'll come. He's going to come. He will not tarry. Amen. But, but this is the curveball for many of us so-called Christians. We Pentecostals are the world's worst. We are not overly endowed with, with patience. We don't like to wait can I get an amen? I mean, you know, we, we, you know, we, we think that if you don't just believe God that happened right then, you must not have faith. No, no, it doesn't take near as much faith to produce a miracle as it does to wait on the Lord. Oh, you know, I like it just in Jesus' name and it happens. That does take some faith, but it takes much, much more faith when it doesn't happen for us to just keep on Keep it on. Amen. This is, listen, we justify our impatience with partial Bible lessons. Well, something must be wrong. No, nothing's wrong. That's what they told Job. Now, I'm not, I'm not advocating no miracles. I'm not advocating dead services. I'm not advocating, you know, bad preaching or teaching, uh, not at all. I'm just simply saying there will be times when the preaching and the music and whatever we do will not impress you. We're so accustomed, you know, to programs and, and being on the edge. If it's not, we just flip the channel. That's what that's done to us. We don't have patience. I, I do it. I'm driving down the road on the radio, you know, if I'm listening to the radio or, or if it's the CD, if, if the song 
that's on, I don't care too much for it, I push the button. I go to the one I do, I, there's not a whole lot of endurance there. And so that's seeped into our spirituality and into our Christianity. And so we just expect everything to just be moving and, and everything for us, but it just doesn't work that way. This is crucial. We must understand this principle. Waiting with patience is part of the process. It's part of the test. Amen. The Lord instructed Jeremiah to go down to the potter's house. Remember that? I want you to go down to the potter's house and I want you to watch him do a work with his hands on the clay. Amen. They tell me that the potter will take his beautiful handcrafted pottery and place it on the back shelf of some storage shed somewhere. It's beautiful. It looks good. It's right. Amen. Now, but he sticks it up on a shelf because there's a curing time. On the outside, it looks right and it looks good. You got to be careful. Didn't the Bible say as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God and the daughters of God? I'll just throw that in. There's a, there's a, listen, I don't know how long it has to sit or set on that back shelf or that top shelf somewhere before it can be used. I don't know how long it takes, but the potter knows. He knows when to reach up and take that shelf, that thing off of the shelf. Amen. He knows when it will sell and when it can be put to use. Amen. And he knows when it's not ready. Amen. They tell me that at times the potter will take one of his beautiful vessels off the shelf and then he will thump it or he will, he will take his knuckle and hit it or thump it. And, and if, it, if it thuds, whatever that is, it's just kind of a dull sound to me. He takes it and sets it back on the shelf. It is not ready yet. But, but if it sings, now that's left to our imagination. You know, we, uh, you know that, that's, that's the, we can preach on that a little bit. If it sings, then it's ready. You know, just if it, if it gives off the right sound, if there's a little ring to it, oh, I love, I love singing. Amen. The Bible talked about worshiping him in psalms and hymns. Amen. Listen, listen, when I'm, when I'm in the mully grubs, I don't want to sing, and I don't. But I'm feeling all right, and I'm feeling my Holy Ghost, then I might just sing power in the blood. Amen. Hallelujah. I, I might just, I just might sing, oh, some glad morning when this life is over, I'll fly away. I'm singing. That's when I'm ready. But if it, if it thuds, if there's some kind of dull sound coming out of me, then I get set on the shelf. There's some folks that are wondering why they've been on the shelf for years. If some folks still think it's talent that gets it done. Some folks think it's, it's, you know, it's smartness and, and quickness and you know, wittiness. and you know, They got it all. They could just say it right. And do it. Listen, that has nothing to do with it. The, the question is, are you singing? When you start singing, it may be a little off key like my dad used to sing. But he'd just sing anyway. So when I go off, 
Y'all know where I got it. Because my mama's side of the family, boy, they were singers and musicians and they could sit down to the keyboard and just play you a little tune and, and they, just, they just had it in there. But the other side of my family couldn't carry a tune in a bucket. My dad could play the radio pretty good. But other than that, <laughs> but he just would sing. Praise God. My question to us is, what's our reaction to the thump? You're going to get them. Hallelujah. Are we singing? Our text tells us not to throw away our confidence, our reliance, our faith, our hope. Don't you throw that away. Listen, I've made this statement before. Don't you mess with my faith. It's the thing that keeps me. I keep holding on because of one thing, my faith in God. Amen. Folks are, it, it, by the way, young people, let me tell you something. It's every negative thing about God in the public school system right now. They've asked God to leave. They've asked him to get out. And then when there's a school shooting, they wonder where God is. And why. Listen, you told him to leave. You told him he wasn't welcome. It's one thing to let your faith slip, but to cast your confidence away. That's what the world is doing right now. They're not ashamed to tell you they're an atheist. I remember when I was a kid, I had to tell them something. My parents were backslidden, and we moved to a new school in Baton Rouge and asked me what my faith was, and I told them I was Baptist because that was the popular, you know, if you wasn't Catholic, of course, there's lots and lots of Catholics in South Louisiana, but then there was, and I knew, you know, that I couldn't be a Catholic I'd never been to a Catholic church, but I had been to a Baptist church. So I lied to them and told them I was a Baptist. Why? I was too ashamed, even as a kid, to say I didn't go to church, didn't belong to any church. My parents didn't go to a church. But that's changed right now. That's changed. Now it's pretty popular to, to tell people. In fact, when, when, when folks hear about you going to church, they'll raise their eyebrows and look real funny. Really? You go to church? Listen, we're going to try to change that in this part of the, the world, this part of the community. We're going to try to change that. Yes, I'm a part of a church. Yes, I believe in God. No, I'm not ashamed of him. Hallelujah. And I pray to him every day. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. This is what a person does who intentionally holds a grudge. We're talking about casting our, our, just maybe to help you out here a little bit. Amen. Put some names on some of this. Cast not away therefore your, knowing that you have to forgive. Knowing that God said you can't be forgiven unless you forgive. How am I going to forgive you if you don't forgive your brother? And we continually Hold a grudge and do not feel. What are you doing? You just cast your faith away. Hallelujah. We choose not to forgive. We choose not to let it go. We choose to say negative things. And the Bible said bless and curse not. And y'all know what that means. Bless means to speak well of someone. Curse means to speak negative. It's not a bunch of ugly words. It just speaks negative. You, when, when, when I, if I speak negatively about Brother Solomon, I just cursed him. And as far, as far as God's concerned, I just cursed. And he said, don't do that. But we give ourselves a license somehow, Pentecostals. 
we give ourselves a license and we give ourselves permission to talk down anybody we want to. And just somehow, I don't know how we justify it because we say we believe in the Bible. Can I just tell the truth? We say that we believe in the Bible. Amen. We preach Acts 2.38. I don't care how deep you've been down under the water or what name was called over you. This word is forever settled. And he says, do not curse. We've, some folks live for God or in the church for years and never get that. It goes over their head. I want us to get it today. You talk about opening up windows of blessing for us. Amen. When my brother's blessed, that's when I'm blessed. That's why I'm gonna rejoice with those that rejoice and weep with those that weep. We, we need to get an understanding of this. It's not a lack of faith that we're, that we're acting like. We're, we just justify all this stuff. It's, it's just how we're acting. We're not behaving ourselves properly. God is not pleased with it. Amen. We keep telling the whole world, amen, that God can't work this out. When we gripe and complain and murmur, that's what we're saying. We, we, you know, most people are smart enough not to verbalize it. You know, we don't just say that, but, but the message gets out just the same and hinders and does harm to the wonderful people of God. Amen. How do we preach that? We preach it with our actions. Hallelujah. Message keeps getting out. Message keeps doing harm. Amen. The message is God either can't or won't help in our time of need. This mess that we're in, let's just gripe about it. And our complaint and our gripe is saying, God ain't going to do nothing. But if we had real faith, like we say we have, we would perk right up at the very thought of God moving into that situation that's not good and taking care of that and being the God that we keep preaching about and keep telling our, our neighbors are watching. Amen. They're listening. They're not dumb. Oh, God is able. When, I don't know when he's going to do it, but the potter knows the right time. Hallelujah. He knows the clay better than we do. I can't wait till God blesses us. I can't wait till the Holy Ghost break through. I can't wait. Hallelujah. Right in the middle of the test. Right in the middle of the, we're speaking faith. Hallelujah. We've had preachers come here, prophets, say, I smelled fresh dirt. I, 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 digging up the foundation around here. New building. I hear, I hear bulldozers running. Hey, Amen. Well, you know what? That hadn't happened yet. Are we just going to give up and call him a false prophet? No, no. We're going to say, Jesus, we don't know when the right time is. We don't know when it's going to take place. But I choose. Folks, listen. Listen to me. It's a choice. It's a choice. That's why you don't need to hang around negative folks. Because they have chosen to be negative. You choose to be negative. You choose to be ugly and mean. You choose to be prejudiced. You choose these things. Or we can choose to have the love of God. Amen. For everybody, hallelujah. We can choose to have faith that it is going to work. And that makes me happy. That gets me excited. And then I start singing. Hallelujah. Get my mind on Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 38, 
tells us that the just shall live by faith. Notice it says, shall live by faith. There is a huge difference between an act of faith and living by faith or living in faith. Big, big difference. There's folks that had miracles take place in their lives and in their ministries. But then when, again, when it levels out and the smoke clears and the spotlight is off of them and they don't have a microphone and they don't have a crowd to join with them and clap their hands, it's all different. Hallelujah. True faith. Listen to me close. You've got to get this. Now, some of y'all heard it for years. But maybe it's a few of you hadn't. All right? True faith is revealed by works. What we do, how we, what we don't do in some cases, how we act. I know that we're not saved by works alone. I know that. Okay? Qualify that. But it's the grace of God through faith that we are saved. That's what the Bible tells us. James 2 and 17, watch this. Even so faith, even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. Verse 18, amen. Watch this next verse. Yea, a man may say, thou hast faith, and I have works Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. It's folks that preach against that right there or either misquote it, teach it down, preach it down some kind of way because some folks feel like if you just believe that the Lord died and rose again, that he existed, then you're saved. No, no, no. What about the works? Hallelujah. I, you know, I can't help myself. I have to throw in this next verse, verse 19. I, ha, I can't help myself. <laughs> thou believest that there is one God, thou dost well. The devils also believe and tremble. You think the devil, he don't get all shook up? Just a shaking? When he realizes who God is and what God is, amen. Listen, if simply believing in God guaranteed our salvation, then the devils would be saved. At least they know how many gods there are. More than a lot of Christians who's got that all confused. Hallelujah. Listen, folks, our faith is where it's at. Our confidence, our reliance, we cannot cast it away. We use like the old people you say, we need to get a double-handed grip on it. Whatever it takes. I was just talking to Brother Johnson about a, a, a family that, you know, uh, probably needs a little help. And uh, I said, you know, one of the problems is this. You know, this service, I don't mean to play it down, but our Sunday service that some people just come to, it's probably one of our shallowest services. You can interpret that any way you want. All right? Here, here's how you make, here's how people get solidified, and this is how people make progress. I know some of y'all live a long way. I understand that, and we've, we've, we've talked about that. 
and I'm going to bend everything I can <laughs> to keep helping you. But, but, but the way you, way you get your, your feet solid on the ground is like there's a Wednesday night service, whole different kind of service. And we'll be, uh, because Sister Kim has to work, we'll be teaching here. And I just feel like I got some really, really good stuff that I want to pass on on Wednesday night. Oh, it takes sacrifice. All right. Then we have a Thursday night, all the, you know, all together different. Just lay out here and pray and walk and pray and kneel and pray. The lights are low. Whole kind of different kind of a service. Oh, yeah, and by the way, tonight we have a new life class at 6 o'clock right back here. There's something else added to it. You talk about getting strength. You can talk about not ever backsliding. Not ever, the, the, the enemy doesn't have a chance at you when you keep showing up, amen, for the fellowship and for the, the, the things that God does in a service. That's how you do it, folks. I've used this analogy. Pete Carey helped us with this. You know, judges, to see an alcoholic, a person got a drug problem or a drinking problem. You know what they tell me? That some of those judges look at them and say, you got to be at AA and NA every day. Every day you have to show up to that alcohol place and that, that drug place to help you there. Why? Because he knows when that guy is free just a little while, he knows what he's going to fall right back to, what he's been doing. He get, it's his God. The little, the little booze and the, they, they, people got to stop by the bar. And You know what? You, you need to stop going there if you've got a drinking problem. Of course, a lot of people, you know, they don't claim to be an alcoholic. And the difference between an alcoholic, you know, and a drunk is the drunks don't have to go to the meetings. They just stay drunk all the time. You're an alcoholic. That's <laughs> what you are. Let me just reveal that to you. Amen. But when you stay filled up with the things of God to the point where you don't have time, you know, you, we got loose time and we got idle time, guess what? We're going to go right back into doing what we don't need to do the thing that got us in trouble to start with, the thing that brought us to the altar to get repented and get our sins forgiven. Oh, listen, we'll be right back. So the, if the judge knows that, how much more so should Christians and folks who follow God get yourself to the house of God? Listen, if you can't come to any of that, come help Brother Green mow the grass. Amen. I see David Harry out here all the time. Thank God for David Harry fixing our fixing our vehicles, and somebody said it. I think Brother Green said, well, when he fixes it, you don't ever have to worry about it. It's fixed right. You know, just comes and don't say a word to anybody. Works on the yard, works on the vehicles, takes care. Listen, you know, I don't foresee, I don't think he's got a problem with drugs and alcohol, but, but he's certainly occupied himself with the work of the Lord. Right. It's good for anybody, folks. Just showing up on Sunday, I'm glad you're here today. I'm so thrilled to see you every Sunday, amen. But let me tell you, if you wanna accomplish something in the great kingdom of God, if you wanna make some waves, hallelujah, if you wanna win some souls, amen. Listen, we need, to, we need to get ourselves in the work of the Lord alongside our brothers and sisters, so whatever's going on, let's be a part of it. Hallelujah, let's be a part of it. Thank you, Jesus. Sinner husbands, sinner kids, kinfolks will have you out of church for picnics and everything you can possibly. I know right now, you know, we're just getting through graduation time and we want to honor all of that. But all of that comes on Sunday and you're going to have to make your mind up if you want. I know somebody, that's pretty hard and pretty tough. But, but let me tell you something. We've done it for years. Amen. So you know what? We'll see you after church. 
Because we've decided this is what we do. We go to church on Sunday. We go to church on Wednesday. Amen. We go to prayer time on Thursday night. We do some other things for the kingdom of God. And we'll just work around God to do all of that good stuff that we want to do. We still leave. Sorry, Brother Green. I'm going to say this with not you being on the platform. We still leave on vacation on Sunday night. Some folks, they ain't gonna, they're going to leave on Friday or Saturday. <laughs> Never happened before, did this time. <laughs> that wasn't his idea, though. It was somebody else's idea. He griped about it the whole time. I'd rather just wait till after church. Don't he, he told me about it. Go on and do it, Brother Green. He knows, he knows I preach against it. Some people miss as much church as they possibly can with any kind of excuse. They used to tell us the old cat can have a litter of kittens and some folks will stay home. Oh, my God, my cat had whoopee-doo. Oh, it's a cloud. Oh, two flakes of snow. We can't come to church. Who was that, who was that on, uh, on the Facebook said, if, if, you, if, it's, if you can go to work on Monday, Mark Fall, you can go to work on Monday, you can go to church on Sunday. Amen. People go to work on Monday with the same sinus problems and same sickness that they had on Sunday. They ain't going to church, but they'll go to work. Throwing, I'm putting it on y'all today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our faith, our faith, our confidence, it's going to be all right. God's going to help me work it out. Sooner or later, I don't know when, but it's going to be all right. Listen, our whole life is wrapped up in Jesus. That's how you do this thing. Just a little bit of Jesus added to your life ain't going to work. You'll be miserable. You'll be, you'll be condemned all your day long. Amen. But, but when you fill yourself up with God, amen, fill your time, that's when you can enjoy God. Hallelujah. Paul is trying to convey to us that this is not an event, but this is a lifestyle. Every day when you get up, I am a child of the Lord. I've got to watch my step. I've got to watch what I say and watch what I do and be careful. Amen. Because other, I'm witnessing to people and they are watching and they find out you're a Christian or claim to be a Christian, then they put the microscope on you. Have you ever, I'm sure if you've been a Christian, I thought you were a Christian. <laughs> Anybody ever had that? Yeah. That's a sign that they act like they're not until you make a Bible, until you mess up. Hallelujah. But you see, we want our diplomas, but, but we don't want to go to school and take the test. That's what this all is. This is, this is part of the, this is the test that we're going through. When Paul prayed for God to take away that thorn in his flesh, that problem that he had, it did not change his actions or his purpose when God did not give him what he wanted. See, that's the criteria for some folks. If God will do this for me, y'all remember the guy, a good friend of mine, Dwayne Knapp, died a while back, and we talked to each other just like we, you know, we wanted to. He didn't mess around with me, and I didn't mess, you know, I just told him straight out. We were driving down the road, and he was, he, I actually brought him up here. Bishop Wright was the home missions director during that time. We were all young in those days. In fact, we were just kids. But I brought Dwayne Knapp in there, and 
and actually put a good word in and got him six months free rent from home missions department uh, deposit and six months rent got him moved up here into the Westminster and I remember we driving down the road one day he's a, just a good charismatic guy Baptist and then charismatic God filled him with the Holy Ghost we baptized him in Jesus name just a great guy but he said I told God as long as God helps me pay my bills I'll be here we'll do a work but, but, but if God don't do that then I'm gone and he said, and I don't mean next month. That's the kind of guy he was. And I just looked over at him and I said, guess what? You'll be gone. Because let me tell you what, God. God is not obligated to pay your bills for you. He, he didn't make those. He didn't buy that car. That was you that did that. You're the one that's obligated to do that. Of course, needless to say, after about six months, he was gone. Listen, you, you can't do God like He's not our spiritual bellhop. He don't jump every time we say frog. Amen. Listen, amen. So we, we've got to just be real about this. Praise God. Amen. I'm in this mess, but I do believe that God's going, and I did. it's my doing, but I believe that God promised us that he would always be with us, amen, even to the end. Listen, when we walk in faith, the real miracle is not always the healing. It's not always the great blessing. And, and, and almost all the time, it's not what we want or what we prefer, but the fact that we continue to trust God when we don't get what we ask for. Now, that's walking in faith. See, when people feel like everything's supposed to go, listen, they think everything revolves around, the, oh, I'm a prayer person. I pray, well, whoopee-doo. Listen, a lot of people pray in faith. But just because you didn't get what you wanted, that didn't mean normally when people do that, they don't think it's their fault. They think it's somebody else, everybody else's fault. Somebody else is like the guy that the message couldn't go through. And he said, somebody's doubting in here. I'm a kid sitting in there. I'm scared half to death. I thought judgment was going to come on me because I was halfway trying to, I was trying to do right, but I was making a lot of mistakes. A message in, in tongues was just powerful to me. It just shook me all over. And so we were praying, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. But there was one guy who'd had the Holy Ghost longer than us, and nobody could come across with the message and come out with the interpretation of the message. And this guy's, you know, his excuse was, somebody's doubting in here. But I realized that you ain't never been in a service and never will be in a service where there won't be somebody that's doubting. So you can't blame that on other folks. Amen. When we start taking responsibility, all quiet today, you start taking responsibility for ourselves. Amen. Listen, it's my responsibility to give praise to him. It's my responsibility, amen, to let joy come into me. That's gonna be a witness within itself. And I'm, only, I'm not letting you steal my joy. Let me just tell you that right now. Listen, I'm gonna weep with you a while. I may hug your neck and pat you around and pray with you, and, but let me tell you something. I'm going to move on because it's not healthy to be down very long. You're not taking away my joy. I'm not having a nervous breakdown over you. Some people stay in the valley, stay in the mud. Maybe people want to be there. Maybe that's where you like to be because you stay there a lot, some folks. You can pull yourself out. I can't preach good enough to get you out of there. I can't treat you good enough. 
You don't got in the habit of doing that now. I don't know what to tell you. You got to do it yourself. Amen. Listen, I have a few situations that I wish were different. Prayers that have not been answered. But I can't preach anything but victory for the child of God. That's all I can preach biblically. Amen. You're going to go through some tests. David said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou. Notice he said, we're going through this valley. Don't pitch your tent in it. Don't, 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 don't stay there. Go through that thing. Amen. Hallelujah. Because our God is a God of power. He's a God of victory. Amen. I cannot preach a down and out. Amen. A maybe so half-hearted sermon. I, I can't preach that if everything works out, God. No, no. I'm just going to preach that God is with us and God will bless us. It's his intentions to bless his people. He will give us a revival. Hallelujah. Let's, come on, let's stand. I'm almost done. I'm just hammering away right here. I'm hammering away. Let's don't quit. Praise God. Praise God. I, I thought that was somebody running to the altar, but it was. I was. <laughs> I, I, keep, I keep coming back to this, but I'm just going to just touch it just a minute. God lets us know in his word that he is not pleased with lukewarm church members with no fire. He lets us know that. In Revelation chapter 2, but I've got to give us some hope here. Chapter 2 of Revelation, God said to the pastor of the church of Philadelphia, that wasn't Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, by the way, Just threw that in. He said, I know thy works. I know what you're doing. I see you. He said, behold, I've set before you an open door. I'm, I'm preaching the victorious power of God in every individual in this, in this room, in everybody you can get to and tell this to. I've set before you an open door. No man can shut it. Watch this. Here's, here's the reason. This is for some of you, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of pushing down on you, a little heavy here today, but, but, but let me lighten up just a little bit. This open door is here, and no man can shut it, for thou hast a little strength. Didn't say, didn't say you were overpowered and running over. And, no, no. Thou hast a little strength and hast kept my word and hast not denied my name. You see, if the door's open just a crack, God will squeeze through it. This is for somebody that's guilt-ridden. Man, I just hadn't done right. I messed up. I got, you know, guilt will be all over you, and that'll hinder you probably worse than anything else. Now, conviction's important. I mean, that's part of it. You ought to be convicted if you not be behave yourself, but conviction and guilt, and, you know, is, is, is two different things. But God wants to squeeze through. He wants to bless you in spite of you. So I got all these problems. Well, that's what Jesus died for. That's, he's attracted to women who have messed up, ready to be stoned, caught in the very act of sin. 
And the law even said you're supposed to stone her to death. But Jesus says, I don't condemn, I don't condemn you. Didn't say he thought it was okay to do that. He just said, I don't condemn you. But he said, go and sin no more. That's what Jesus does. So all of us that have been beat up by the enemy, being ground to bits by his lies and his torment, and he shows us, I mean, every failure, every failure, I mean, he, he's got instant replay. Oh, look what you did. But, 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 but God will forgive they were, they were killing him. They had this big spikes through his hands and through his feet. And, and, and he's on a cross. He's died. And he said, Father, forgive them. They don't really know what they're doing. See, that's where it's at, folks. Amen. So if I can get you to forgive like he forgave, there's no stopping this revival. There's no stopping your blessing in your home, on your job, in your family. Praise God. you got a little strength. Folks, listen, it really doesn't take much. Amen. Just open the door for the Lord. Amen. Now, that test you're going through right now, amen, reminds me of something that I read lately concerning a, a, a palm tree. I, I, I probably don't have all of this, but I got the gist of it right. Amen. This is just for somebody who's going through it right now. When they tell me when that new little palm tree first begins to sprout from the tropical sand and soil, you know, in the south, they tell me that, that, they, that a heavy rock is placed right on top of that new little tender tree. Now, that seems cruel and unusual. Why would somebody do that? But there's a process that's about to take place. The little tree has to struggle to survive. Anybody relate? Well, I'm just barely hanging on. The devil has opened the floodgate and he broke through and I'm just battling just to keep my head above the water. Amen. But this little tree struggles. But in the struggle, it puts down deeper roots and not only survives but grows much stronger. Didn't the Bible say, be not weary and well-doing. I think I already quoted that scripture. I, I, I love that scripture because in due time, in due season, you're going to reap. You'll come through this thing with God's help. I'm feeling a revive. I'm feeling a work of this. I felt it the first altar wave through here. When we first came to the altar, Brother Johnson, I just felt everybody I came by, I just felt Spirit's doing a work here. And I, I know that probably happens every service, but then I think the Spirit turns your attention and your focus on that right right there. Amen. Sister Carolyn, I felt so much Holy Ghost. Felt so much Holy Ghost. Amen. Right by you. My wife was kind of standing by you and I prayed with you just a little bit. Amen. The we've got to turn this thing over to the Spirit. Every frustration, every problem, Every situation, I felt like that's what you were doing. I prayed with you and prayed for you. I'm in agreement with you. Amen. That's things that bugging the daylights out of you right now. We're going to give that to God. Hallelujah. There's going to be joy in its place. And remember the Bible said the joy of the Lord is our strength. It's our power. It's what's going to bring us through. Hallelujah. I felt it here. 
Amen. Felt it over here. Amen. Hallelujah. The joy and the strength and the power that he promised every one of us. You may be under the rock right now. Just put down deeper roots. Just solidify yourself. I'll just go through this fight. I'll make it through this battle. With God's help, I'm going to come out on the other side of this. I'm going to be a better person for the kingdom of God. Brother Green said something in the lesson. I'm trying to close. He said something in the lesson when he's talking about loving our children and, and God loves the little children. I want to live for God for God. But Brother Johnson, my kids, they're grown now. I got grandkids coming along. I, I, I really don't want to disappoint my kids. Someday, someday, I don't know when, but when my kids come back home and come back to the altar, it's got to be a revelation. Let me tell you, the enemy's got them blinded. And that's what he'll do. And we're not exempt from that. They, they just go in the way of the world. That's what the world does. That's what's popular. But when they get back, they're going to remember, you know, mom and dad, they just kept on praying, kept on preaching the truth. They went to church every Sunday. They kept praying for us. They never cussed us out. They kept, but listen, I'm going to tell you what caused that. That's one thing it caused. Listen, I still remember how to curse. I remember that. My grandpa taught me words that I wish he had never taught me. He didn't mean, he didn't sit down and teach. He just used those words. That was teaching. I don't do that. I broke that. I broke that link because the sins of the father, the Bible said is handed down to the third and fourth generation. If you don't break it, guess what? Your kids are gonna have it and then their kids will have it and it never stops. So it's left up to us to say, you know what? I'm not doing that. But they're going to say, you know what, mom and dad, mom and dad, they just kept praying for us, kept believing in us. Amen. It's going to mean something. So if the thought comes to just throw in the towel, like, you know, it's not worth it, it's no use. No, 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 no. My offspring, the next generation, it keeps me going. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whatever it takes, put the pressure on, Lord. Because I'm as human as the next one. Amen. I'm just going to keep preaching the truth. Oh, yeah. I felt like, I just felt like Jeremiah. You know, nobody's listening. Nobody's listening to me. I'm in a minority, that's for sure. I'm just going to quit. You ever felt like it's taking your Bible and just like chucking it? Well, I have. But I didn't, and I hadn't yet. But he said, it's like a fire that's shut up in my bones. And that's the message I preached. I'm going to do it a little better the next time. Amen. It really got a hold of me. He said, it apprehended me. It got a hold of me. Folks get addicted to drugs and alcohol. Guess what? We're addicted to Jesus. We're addicted. He's got a hold of us. He apprehended us. I'll say this in close. We can come to the altar if you want to. If you don't want to, I don't care. It don't matter. 
There's been a couple of times I can remember. You might, you might have a different view on this or memory on this or memory normally is better than mine. There's only been like one or two times that we've been out of town either traveling on a Sunday and didn't get to go to church for all these all these 40-something years. We just, we just go to, and when we're out of town, we go to church. But, but I think we were on the road or something. It seemed like a, once or maybe twice on a Sunday morning, we wasn't at church. You talk about a yucky feeling. Is there anybody other than me? you just like, if you don't go on Sunday morning. Well, and it snowed a couple times. And then like, you know, just no church. And it's just like, this is Sunday. Yuck. I think that's the way it's supposed to be because we're addicted to Jesus. We're addicted to what he likes, and he likes church. That's where he shows up to meet with us. Praise God. Boy, there's liberty here. No push, no pressure to make you do anything or try to get you. No, just, it's just a good, good, God, please help me to never cast away my confidence God, I don't want to cast away my cares. I don't want to cast away my love for my brothers and sisters. I want to just keep working, keep pushing, keep praying. There's so many reasons. There's reasons all up and down these pews right here. There's, there's reasons that meet back in the Sunday school room. Sister Sue, just, just oh, dozens of them back there. There's reason, so many reasons for us to not cast away our care, our confidence because there's great recompense of reward. You may not feel it today and see it today and realize it today. You may not see it tomorrow, amen, but sooner or later, someday, amen, there's gonna be a reward day, hallelujah, amen. God's gonna be giving out rewards. I wanna be there. I wanna receive mine, amen, but we're gonna receive some of them right here right here in this world, right here in this church. Anybody ready to receive something from the Lord? Amen. Come on, let's just, let's just love him together right now. Let's just love him. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, glory, Jesus. Hallelujah. Sister D. Carey, we'd like to pray for you again. Amen. Facing surgery. Amen. Before you get out of here, if we have a couple ladies come with her. Hallelujah. I'm expecting God to touch Sister D. Carey, such a faithful person. Jesus' name. That's right. Come right here. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We're still on time. Don't worry. Hallelujah. Anybody else that'd like to just come up here and pray with us? Bring somebody with you. Jesus' name. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence. There's a reward coming, folks. That's it, Brother Green. Just go ahead and just lay hands. Let's believe God for this sweet lady. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. That's it. Just let the Holy Ghost do his work. Hallelujah. Heal us. Deliver us. Stir us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, Jesus, glory, Jesus, glory, Jesus. We accept it, God. We accept it, Lord.
touch Aubrey, God. Thank you for this healing, God. Heal this baby in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for Kim's faith. Thank you for the baby's faith. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Let's give thanks to the Lord. Let's give thanks to him. <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Such a different, such a different kind of a feeling from last Sunday. Last Sunday, but the but the Holy Ghost is here just the same. And uh, by faith you can you can take it to yourself. Hallelujah. You can do whatever. The choice is always ours. We can push it away and we can discount it. And we can doubt it. We can do that. That's always an option. But we can say, you know what? The Lord's in this place. Hallelujah. Take it out of here with us. Praise God. Praise God. Make sure that we shake hands with our guests before you get out of here. We're so glad to have our guests with us. Come back. Come back and be with us. Worship with us. Amen. Don't forget tonight at 6 o'clock we have a new life class. The lesson is on prayer. Amen. Prayer is the thing that, that, that turns the wheels. It's the thing that motivates, keeps things going. Amen. Refreshments. And we'll try to teach back here at 6 o'clock sharp tonight. God bless you. Shake hands. Be friendly. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.